Yes, people, it is Griff's Brain Dub, and it's me, Griff, obviously. This is episode 168. And, uh, yeah, how you doing? How you doing? It is Sunday. It is Sunday the what? The 19th? Sunday the 19th of April, and I am in the car. I've just come back from roller skated. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is like... um, a third life crisis? Nah, I'm not living to 90, 96. Um, that's ambitious. What, what, what do you call this? Is it a crisis to buy buy some roller skates? Maybe. Maybe if I could afford a motorbike, I would have bought that instead. But nah, it's no crisis. It's just a board. I was, I was flipping board and my wife continually exercising made me think, well, I, I need to I need to do some exercise. And um, I haven't done much except for walking. I try to walk every day and I don't even do that. You know what I mean? At the weekend, I get out of bed at about eight weekdays. About ten. <laughs> I don't know why. Just can't do it. Can't get up. Can't be bothered. Um, but I feel good mentally, though. So that's all right. I don't feel bad about not exercising. And so it's just how, it's how I've adjusted to being indoors. But um, it's a nice, clear blue blue sky um, today. It's nice. I'm going to go for a walk after spending an hour and a half roller skating. And, so, and I, I fell over twice, people. Fell over twice roller skating. Now, I was never amazing at roller skating, but I was decent. I was decent. Tricks. What tricks do I do? I could jump on my skates. I could jump on my skates. Um, uh, if my mates were riding a bike, I wouldn't mind holding on to the back of the bike and being dragged along and then just going as fast as I could. Speed was never an issue. Um, and maneuver, like control, maneuverability, I could do that. But tricks, not really. But I was a confident skater. I could skate really quickly take really sharp corners like really bend my knee and just turn and it's annoying and interesting because when you know you have those skills inside you and you've done them before your body goes your brain says yeah we could do this and your body goes we we haven't done this for a while guys your brain's like nah we've got this the boy's like no no we haven't (laughs) because one skill um, I can't remember how I used to do it when I was younger. And it's definitely a skill that I haven't mastered while ice skating. It's stopping. I'm not very good at stop. Not a proficient stopper. There's three ways you can stop in roller skates. You can either uh, use a heel stop where one of your skates has a brake on the back. Space just a chunk of plastic and rubber at the back where you just jam into the ground and grind to a halt. Um, but you have to position your body weight in the right place otherwise what will happen is if you lean forward too much you'll just go flying over head over heels and it'll just be horrible same way if you lean too far backwards as well your feet are just going to come flying out from underneath you so you've got to get your body weight right so that's the first one second one is the t-stop now this is a stop that once i started doing it now as an adult is maybe think oh wait that's that's the one i used to do when i was younger but again Position your body weight in the right place. Because if you position it too far to the right, too far to the left. So, sorry, T-stop, so I should explain. 
is imagine making a T with your feet. So one foot is just facing forwards in line with your body, and then the other foot is like perpendicular. Is that the word? Is that the right word? Perpendicular, making a T shape behind you. So you kind of jam that into the ground, drag it along, and that brings your body to a stop. Again, you have to push your body weight back into your knee joint, really. Hope that your knee's strong enough to do it. When you're younger, your knee's all flexible, it's fine. When you're older, what happens is your body weight goes so far into the knee, and then your knee goes, nope. And then the weight gets distributed into your feet, and then your foot slides, and you spin, and you fall over. And that's what I did today. I've fallen over twice today, trying to do a T-stop. And I'll get back onto that. And then the third stop you can do is like a plow. It's what you do when you ski. Have you ever been skiing? It's where you make your feet into a V. That's how you start skating and, and ice skating anyway, is you make a V and you push out. You just continuously push out into Vs with your feet. Push out one foot, push out the next. That's how you should skate. And then as you get faster, your feet start going more inwards. But to slow down, imagine turning the V where the point of the V is in front of you and you're bringing your feet together. That's how you slow yourself down. But I fell over twice today. And I've got all my pads because I'm not an idiot. When I was younger, I had no pads because I wasn't a pussy. But um, now I'm older, I am. I'm more brittle. And um, thank God I had these pads on. Fell over twice, didn't hurt. But what it reminded me is that as an adult, you forget what it's like to fall over, like on concrete. Like I remember I used to go to school in the morning, early, I used to go to school early when I could be bothered, just to play football. Play football in the morning, then my 20-minute break, I'd eat all my lunch in my 20-minute break, sacrifice playing football um, at break, so I could have the full hour to play football at lunch. Genius! I'd be flipping starving. Because I've eaten all my lunch at like 10.30. But didn't matter. That was the plan. Eat all my lunch at 10.30 and just go through the day, play football with lunch. And then have like a chocolate bar after lunch. That's, that's how I did it. And then... Um, and then play football after school. And you play football anywhere. Anywhere you could. And oftentimes it was on concrete you'd play. And guess what? You'd fall over, but you didn't care. Why? Because you had to score that goal. And you'd, you'd fuck your trousers up. You'd fuck your hands up. And the hands, you'd just be like, Do you know what? I'll just wash my hands. Yeah, I've got little black stones in, in the palm of my hands and a bit cut up and fuck, my hands are sore. It's going to hurt holding that PlayStation controller later today, but I'll be all right. Trousers are ruined, but nah, I don't care. Guess who does care? Your mum. Your mum cares when she does your laundry. And she's like, what on earth happened to your trousers? And you're like, oh, I fell over. When are you going to tell me? Uh, I don't know. It's not a priority to you. You're 13. Don't care. You've torn your trousers. So what? Well, you're you going to go to school with torn trousers? I You're going to buy some new ones, isn't it? <laughs> ah, to be a kid again. But yeah, that's what that's what um, I was discovering. My roller skating. It's fun. I think it's everyone should do this. Everyone should pick an activity to do that you're not actually that good at. You enjoy doing, and you're not really that fussed about getting better. Like you, you get better, but it's not like a you got an exam 
You know what I mean? Like there's a test. You have to make this grade. Like you just gradually just get better. There's no competition. There's no actual purpose to you doing it. And I think it's just really good. It was really fun just to be rollerblading, falling over, and just going, right, I want to just try, I want to just try and learn how to do this skill. Ah, messed it up again. I've fallen over. Do I'm just gonna just try again. Oh, okay, I got that little bit better, but do what next time I'm gonna I wanna get this bit better. Oh no, it's not so good this time. Let me try again. And that's what it was. It's really good just clearing your mind. You just focus on this one silly little task that means nothing. I think it's good. I think, I think everyone should do that. So you see these memes and if you don't pick up a new skill, no, it's not about mastering any skills. Just just pick up something that you might find interesting. Just try some new shit. Drawing, painting, anything. Anything. I chose roller skating. That 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 was the skill I chose. When Armageddon comes, yeah? When this coronavirus takes over the planet. And you need your vital skills. Yeah? Yeah, some of you will be able to build shit with your hands. Yeah? Some of you will be able to cook. Some of you building shelters. Some of you starting fires. Some of you have got some amazing orienteering skills. Do what I'll be able to do. I'll be able to roller skate. People need me and their team. Um, anyway. So that's what I've been doing today. I've spent 10 minutes just talking about what I've done this morning. But um, what else do I want to talk about on the pod today? What else has been going on? You've got those racist couple on TikTok. Um, if you ain't seen that, if you don't know what TikTok is, uh, I don't know what TikTok is. So if you do, tell me. It's uh, it's a social, it's a new social media. I think it's the fastest growing one. I'm not sure if it's the biggest, but it seems to have taken over. But um, there was this little challenge slash joke people have been doing where they've been basically, you know, they, they're pretending to make a recipe. Um, and it's a recipe of like a woman or a man, usually like a person from a certain area. So I saw someone do one for Jamaican men and it was just like sweet talk and they poured like a whole tub of stuff, like something into this pot and then it's like um, faithfulness and then like they put a little dash. <laughs> They're like bare children all over the place. Again, it was just like another pot of stuff. So, you know, it was it was things like that. Being, being able to cook themselves they put like a like a, you know, a decent amount in the pot. So that's what they were doing. I've seen one with Northwest men as well. I saw and it was gay feet. It was like sauce. There's loads. Um style, there's loads as well. There was like um weapons and firearms, and then it just poured a whole tub of stuff into <laughs> into this into this bowl. So it's 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 all tongue in cheek, it's all jokey, it's usually done by the female equivalent of whoever they're talking about. Yeah, so the Drake one I saw was done by a girl who was Jamaican. The Northwest one was done by a girl who was from Northwest London. So, it was, you mean, it's like it's tongue-in-cheek. However, racists got a hold of it. And they made one um, about this white couple in America, high school couple, made one about um, black people. Obviously, they didn't use the word black people. They used the N-word. And... Um, and they did it on TikTok, and so they seem shocked that they've gone viral. And now their high school has said, you ain't graduating. And now this girl is having a meltdown, saying that 
it's her boyfriend who led her to do this and this isn't really her thing and she issued this apology and in this apology she had this sentence that I believe that blacks are humans too built in the image of God is the full sentence so oh, yeah, I don't want to truncate it and you know make you confused by what she meant um so she said I believe that blacks are humans too now that's probably one of the funniest sentences I've ever read um it is the most racist I'm not trying to show I'm racist racist sentence I think someone could write let's let's break it down I believe that blacks are humans too let's take the first word the second word there belief she believes like it's an opinion, like it's it's really a faith-based opinion. I believe, like it's not facts. I'm not sure if it's facts. I'm not sure if it's true, but I believe that blacks are humans too. So I mean, all right, nice one, nice to that. Um, cool. Let, let's see what else you got in there. So I believe blacks. Blacks. I like that one when someone uses an adjective as a noun. Um, I do it on stage all the time for comedic effect. Uh, my wife hates me using the term blacks. Um, and I understand why I only do it for comedic effect. Um, it's an adjective. Black people. Uh, I mean, it's like when people refer to people as like the Chinese. You know, when the Chinese do, the Dutch do this. It's like Dutch people. I don't, it's just me. I just don't ever refer to me as the Scots. You know what the Irish are like. No, so it's, then if I do, I don't mean to do it. And I, if someone was to pull me up on it, I wouldn't get all uppity and be pissed off. I'd be like, yeah, do what, fair enough. I shouldn't say that. It's an adjective. It's an adjective, right? And, um, and yeah. So, but, so to use it, for comedic effect, fine. But to use it in a public apology, I, I'm almost certain I never would. So that made me laugh. Um, and it's all, all blacks. The blacks, you know. I believe blacks. <laughs> oh, dear. And let's put in the rest of the sentence. I believe blacks are human. 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 Like, that's, wow. Like, that's, to say you believe something is human is to imply that others don't or it's commonly known that they're not. I believe blacks are human. It's like lots of people are human. Everybody's a human. You know what I mean? Like that's, that is a real low bar you've set. I mean, you say Bolt's a human. Gary down the pub, he's a human. They're all humans. Well done. What, what does that even mean? What value do you think you've added? Say that. And then the other bit. Two. Blacks are... Hu I believe blacks are humans too. See, two. In the sense of white people, or the whites, as she would call them. Uh, white people are... This thing about being centred in, in your world about privilege is... She doesn't think white people are human. She thinks humans are white. That's what she thinks. 
She thinks that's, that's humanity. Whiteness is humanity. Humanity is whiteness. That She thinks they're one and the same. So for her, to, and because of that, that's why she had to make this statement. That, oh, 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 no, black, blacks are humans too. Is uh, Yeah, it's like, we knew this. Sorry, why are you saying this? We, we, we know. To what, to what, what point you're making. And that was in an apology. So I'm not sure what's going to happen to her. Um, she's young. She's dumb. Should she have to suffer the consequences of, you know, being stupid and being a high school kid, just, you know, just messing around online? Yeah, fuck her. That's what I think. Um, so what has been going on in the world? Um, I had some notes. What did I write down on these notes? Um... Oh, Donald, I haven't read up about this. I've only seen the headlines. I've really disengaged with the daily briefings, both the UK ones and the US ones. But I do know that Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon, Donald Trump has put together a crack team of business experts and Vince McMahon's in there, head of the WWE. Now, here's the thing. I know it sounds hilarious to hear Vince McMahon being put in because everyone media thinks of wrestling everyone thinks about his ridiculous walk down to the ring um and him just screaming you're fired to people him being stunned all, all that, you know what i mean just all that kind of stuff everyone thinks about that kind of shit I mean, his hair shaved by donald trump but when i read and again it's, this is the thing with donald trump i'm not a fan and um but what happens is when people don't like someone they're so quick to pick the low-hanging fruit to take the piss out of them that it just the joke's either not that funny or they miss an opportunity to analyze the deeper things that the person's doing so oh it's funny donald trump's got vince mcmahon <laughs> but when i read the story more i was like well he's also on he's got his team the head of the nba um so the basketball association and the heads, basically the heads of the top four sports organizations in america so the nba basketball the nhl hockey uh the nfl football and the mlb baseball he's got the heads of all those and vince mcmahon as the head of the wwe which i know isn't a proper sport but it's entertaining and it's flipping massive i think their revenue is over one billion pounds annually and their profit is like over 200 million so that's the pounds dollars and over 200 million dollars like they make money he knows how to make money generate money jobs international nationally and internationally um he's got that head and he's got some other heads of um he's got dana white for the ufc and it all they said it all seems funny because it's just like oh these guys he's got these fighters but he's actually got some of the key businessmen who have to be very reactive to changes in law, in conditions, all the time. So it's actually not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. I've always said this. Like, your head of business at in a government should be someone who's ran a successful business. Your your head of your health minister should I feel like should have worked in the NHS or at least Booper like should have worked in health. Just, like, just a little bit of expertise in that field. Ministry of Defence, yeah. If, um, if you're going to be the um, Foreign Secretary, maybe serve some time in the army. 
I don't think that's ridiculous. So to put together some kind of business task force and they're all successful businessmen run massive multinational organisations, it's not actually that dumb. It's not that dumb. But because it's Donald Trump, it's funny. It's Vince McMahon, it's funny. But actually, no, it's, it's actually a good idea. It's actually a good idea. So I wanted to take the piss out of him, but can't. Um, what else happened? Twitter, Twitter. Um, you may have seen it. Ben Fogel. Ben Fogel's. Um, you don't know Ben Fogel's from Castaway, the the first reality TV show in the UK, and he said, "What did he say?" Let's let's find his uh, tweet. He's probably taking it down. All right, Ben Fogel. Um, you may have taken it down. I wouldn't blame him for taking it down because it was a bit nuts. Yeah, I think he has. He, he's taken it down. So basically, Ben Fogel's daughter said that she wanted to um, wanted to clap for the Queen for her birthday. Now, if you don't know Ben Fogel, Ben Fogel's very posh, well-to-do guy. Um. There's nothing wrong with that. I don't think he's got anything bad about him. He's just a posh, well-to-do guy. Um, and as a result, his daughter is too. And his daughter said, I think it'd be a wonderful idea if we could all be, be outside at 9am to come for the Queen for her birthday. And it's just like, Twitter just showed how horrible it is. That's like, it was a shit idea, all right? But the kid's nine. Kids nine, and no one actually said anything bad about the kids, but everyone's like, "Your idea, is shit." Um, no, no love, not a priority. And then um, Ben Fogel was like, "Oh, like, why is everyone saying that? I thought it was a good idea." And everyone's like, "No, Ben, no one gives a shit." And everyone just started ripping the shit out of him. Everyone just started ripping the shit out of him, and I can't lie, it made me laugh. Uh, it, it was a bit sad that it was because it was a kid just being an innocent kid thinking of something nice to do but Twitter it just showed you what it's like to be British it's like I don't care if you're a kid adult if it's a shit idea we're shitting on you <laughs> that that's British Twitter so different to Brits in, in person where it's all passive aggressive double talk because you've ever worked in an office with someone who's like not from the UK it's flipping hilarious. Because, especially if they're from a country like Netherlands, um, Russia. This from my experience. Netherlands, Russia. Um, who else doesn't do it? There's a few countries where they just don't have double speak. They just, it's, I'm saying what I want and that's it. And uh, And I love it. I flipping love it. It makes me laugh. It's that kind of autistic level of honesty that us as Brits aren't used to or know really how to deal with. They don't do the small talk. I flipping love that. I love that stuff, man. But um, talking about new, new uh, talking about jobs and what people have worked with. Start my job tomorrow. Starting a new job tomorrow. And um, it's going to be amazing because I haven't even set foot in the office 
I mean, I went there twice for interviews, but that's in the meeting rooms, but I haven't actually gone into the office. So I won't even know where I sit, who I sit with. I've met um, five of my colleagues, well, four of my colleagues and my boss, the big boss. And um, yeah, I'm going to be starting my job. My laptop and phone came in the post on Friday, just delivered to the door. Um, I managed to work out the password to the phone without speaking to IT. So that shows I'm some kind of international spy. Can't crack the, the password to the laptop though. I'm not I'm not that good. And then, um, yeah, then I've just got to speak to IT in the morning on Monday, ready for a Microsoft Teams meeting at 10. And I have just no idea what I'm starting, what I'm walking into. Half of starting a new job is walking around the office and being introduced to people awkwardly. They're, they're flipping busy and they go, I, I, I just introduced to Darren. He's starting today. He, he's working in this team. How, how you doing? They're like, oh, hi. How you, you all right, mate? Uh, yeah. And then, you know, some people love the small talk. Others just don't, like I was saying. I'm not going to get any of that. I don't know how long this lockdown's going to last for. I might be there for six months and not met anyone. Come round to the office as the new guy. People are like, oh, when did you join? Like, just joining today. Crazy first day for you, right? It's like, no, I joined six months ago, actually. It's going to be weird. Never started a job remotely. I don't think most people have. But that is what I'll be doing. It's going to be strange. But yeah, I've got that. Got that to look forward to tomorrow. Um, and that's going to be weird as well, actually working again. Working again. But I'm ready. I'm ready for it. Right, let's get some Dear Deirdre. Um, actually, let me just message back. The wife, she probably thinks I'm dead and falling over my roller skates. I'm alive. Um, let's hear it. Goody podcast. Cool. Right, so. Let's get some Dear Deirdre. God. Car's getting hot now. Phone's freezing. We're all melting in here. Um, come on, come on, you you bastard! Oh well, yeah. Oh God, what are you doing? This is poor podcast content. Cause my phone's been so slow. Um, what else can I talk about while this phone's um, messing about? Um, I guess lockdown being extended to three weeks. How are we feeling about that? Is anyone actually shocked by that? Was was anyone actually shocked? I, I was shocked that anyone thought it was going to be less less than that. Like, does does the world seem does the UK seem like it's doing better? I mean, does it feel like it would be a good idea to go back to normal? No, it doesn't. Not at all. Wait, Jesus Christ, wait a minute. Um, why, why do you hit the window so hard? <laughs> huh? I wanted to scare you. You didn't. I just thought you was going to break the, the window. Oh, that's a shame. Are you, oh, you're going for the walk it's now? It's too hot in your car. You're going for the walk now? Are you recording? Yeah. 
Hey. You alright? I was waiting for you. Oh. You don't look like you're waiting for me. You look like you're ready to go without me. Because you didn't reply, so I got ready. Oh, I messaged you. Just literally this second. Oh, we're at, oh we have an argument on the podcast. Yeah. Cool. Where are you walking then? My hay was playing me up. What, am I walking without you? No. I don't know where I'm walking. Oh, so you're going to go back indoors? No. That's what I'm thinking. So you're going to walk without How me How long then? are you going to be? Uh, like, I was 10, I'll start minutes. my walk without you. All right, then, then I'll, I'll find you. No, what? I'll meet you back here. Okay. All right. All right. Bye. See you a bit. Bye. There you go. Guest feature from Novi. <laughs> Trying to break the window to the car. Bloody nutter. She's too strong. That's what it is. She's been working out at home as she does know her own strength. That's all it is. Right. Let's get on. So, what did I tell her? 10, 10 minutes. Okay. Right, uh... dear Deirdre, I had sex with my fiance's dad when I was an escort girl, and now I'm panicking. Yeah, fair enough. Dear Deirdre, I've just found out I had sex with my fiance's dad when I was a student and working as an escort to top up my income. Now, this way, right, before we get into this, that means you as an escort didn't actually have that many clients. If you remember, if you think back, you know, in my mind, I imagine, you know, a sex worker would have quite a few in the day. Well, no, I'm thinking of places that have red light districts where it's just an open door policy. So, you know, I mean, to remember a face is pretty strong. But I guess if you're an escort, yeah, I guess there's yeah, clients more few and far in between. Unless... His dad did something so wild at the meetup that uh, you haven't been able to get him out of your mind. And not necessarily in a good way. You know what I mean? He's like, I'll pay you an extra £2,000 if you put this maple syrup up my anus. She's like, I don't, I don't do that. Wait, did you say £2,000? Yes, £2,000. My wife won't do it. I need it. So now she's just like, Oh my god, is maple syrup guy. <laughs> Who knows? Let's see. Um, I'm a woman of 24. I've been with my fiance for a year. We're getting married next year. Okay, so how did you just find out? I work um, for an events company. My fiance is 27. And he's an online. He's got an online business which I just which is starting to make money. Which is just starting to make money. His parents have an online business too, and are now semi-retired. They travel a lot, so I haven't had a chance to meet them before now. And they are throwing a virtual party on Zoom for his dad's 50th. And, of course, we are both invited. So you've never seen a picture of the dad. The like for me... Actually, I can't even say that. I can't even say that. No, actually, no. I can't. If the parents are both in the... In the person's life, you'd think a photo would come up at some point. You just go, who do you think I look like? My mum and my dad. People always do that all the time. If they're both in your life, and yeah, great. If your mum or dad isn't in your life, I can understand why you may not have seen a picture of them. Um, but yeah, that's that's strange. Um, anyway, my fiance's sister was putting together an album for her dad and asked my fiance to dig out photographs of his dad. I'd never seen pictures of his parents before. I came in from work and had some. 
and he had some photographs spread across the table. To my horror, I recognised his dad. I was trying to pay off my student loans three years ago before I met my fiance, and I had a recommend and I had a friend and a friend had recommended escort work. She said the money was good, but you didn't have to have sex. But if you did, you'd get a bonus and a boner. Um, I'd been working a couple of months when I met this older man in his 40s. He looked great for his age and had a great sense of style. I'd never felt attracted to an older man before. I had to sit with him for a boring dinner, but afterwards he suggested we go back to his hotel. He offered me a wodge, a wodge of cash. So I agreed. Never seen the word wodge written down before. Um, if you want to know, wodge is W-O-D-G-E. It's like dodge. Makes sense. Um... He offered me a wadge of cash, so I agreed the sex was actually very good. He knew what to do to make me feel good and bothered to take the trouble. He offered me the same deal the following week as he was still in town. It was amazing, but I never heard from him again after that. I am so frightened now. Even on Zoom, his dad is going to recognise me. My fiancé doesn't know about my escort past. What shall I do? Because he's going to be like one of those films, isn't it? Where the dad is going to be convinced that you're there to fuck up his marriage. That's what it's going to be. He's going to look at you and be like, so why? So what? Because you can't find me. Now you're with my son. You're fucking sick. You think you're going to ruin my marriage? Hmm? Hmm? I will fucking end you. I will fucking kill you if you come between me and my wife. Okay? I will fucking end you. Leave. What was it? Is it money you want? Hmm? Is it money? It's, it's going to be one of those reactions he's going to have. Um, so what you need to do, because your son don't need to know, because it's just like, what, what, what are you going to tell your son? I mean, not your son, so your, your uh, fiance. Yeah, I mean, what are you going to tell him? You can't tell him anything that will mean you'll stay together. Now, no, it's bad. It's bad, right? But I think you should just speak to the dad and be like, listen, here's the thing. What happened with us? Because remember, you haven't actually done anything wrong. So you said, look, what happened with us? I will never mention this. I love your son. And uh, that's all I want. I just want to marry his son. Um, I, don't, I don't care about anything else. I can put it to one side. If you can do that. And then the dad will be like, all right, okay. And you'll probably still cut the brakes to your car and have you crash off a bridge. I, but I don't... So, I don't know. You have to see. If the dad's got that killer instinct in his eye, then you may have to just call it a day. Heartbreak. Absolute heartbreak. But... Um, but I, I'd say speak to the dad, see where his head heads at, because nothing good's coming from uh, coming from you telling your fiance. Not at all, not at all. Um, so yeah, I I just wouldn't. If you can live with the secret, keep that down. Just just push that down. Don't get too drunk and like spur it out like a nutcase. All right, let's go. Time to move on. My girlfriend sucks the fun out of life and now another girl wants me. Um, Alright, let's see. 
I'm fed up with my girlfriend sucking the fun out of everything. I'm so very tempted by another girl who's coming on to me. My girlfriend and I have been together for two years. We're both 25. And whether we, whenever we are out with family or friends, she always moans and it gets me down. Ah, oh, that, that is shit. Because like my wife, uh, her mum will say as well, my wife's fun police. She doesn't like fun. She doesn't like any enjoy. <laughs> no, stop saying this. No, she's fun police though. It's... It, Basically, if you hear too much commotion going on in another room, her reflex is, is to come into the room to see what's going on and why people are having so much fun. She's like, this is, un, this is unregulated fun. Too much of it's happening. Calm this shit down. But she can have a good time herself. So I thought this was going down that route. And it's like, ah, you know what you got with? I like my wife being the fun police because it makes my fun even more fun when she gets wound up. Especially when me and her mum get together. And we're just having so much fun and we have the same kind of silly sense of humour and she doesn't. And she's just like, you're, you're both stupid and annoying. And we're like, yeah, we are. <laughs> but what you've got going on here, mate, Sounds completely different. If you're out of her family as well, she's still sucking the fun out of it. That's weird. Um, I was out with some mates in a bar just before the shutdown and saw a girl looking at me. As we were leaving, my friend tapped me on the back and said, my mate would love it if you text her. Oh, her friend tapped you on the back, sorry. She passed me a piece of paper with her number. I felt alive for the first time in months. I haven't texted her, but I would like to. Loyalty to my girlfriend is winning right now, but my heart says send this girl a message. Um, no. No, sort out what's going on in your relationship first. You know, just work out why why is your girlfriend just sucking the fun out of things? Has she always been like this? If she's always been like this, then end the relationship. If she hasn't always been like this, work out what's wrong. It's that simple. It's that simple. And then, you know, if she's always been like this, end it. If she's, something's going wrong and you can't fix that, like, try and help her out. But if it's something that really is just her thing, then, mate, move on. Move on. Right. Um, let's see. Right, last one. Last one before she comes back and goes, What are you doing? Um, right. She needs a life. I'm concerned my loner stepdaughter will turn into a mad cat lady. Um, when my stepdaughter is not at work, she's in her room on her tablet. She is such a loner. She's 24. She's a lovely girl, but she didn't want to go out socialising, even when that was still possible before lockdown. And she has no real friends. Maybe she's a cow. No, I don't know. Um, we have asked her about boyfriends and she says she's unsure of her sexuality. Fair enough. Um, that makes no difference to us. We just want her to be happy. She had a tough time when my wife went from one abusive marriage to the next. But then she met me and I hate violence. Uh, I have two grown up sons and my stepdaughter gets on well with them but they live on the other side of the country i love my stepdaughter i'm so worried the shutdown is going to make her even more of a recluse uncle serge will turn into a mad cat lady when she's older um listen 
It's as simple as this. One, she might just like her own space and types. That's one thing. Two, she's not so sure about sexuality, then what's she going to rush into stuff for? Maybe she's just working that out. Three, her mum's been in an abusive relationship. She's probably like, mm, I need to see a relationship work out first before I think I want one of these. So you you just carry on treating the mum nicely. And then she might look at that and be like, do well, I want a piece of that. Uh, not a piece of you. Let's not have another dear Deirdre. Just do that. That's what you have to do. She'll be fine. Everyone gets a certain... I feel like it's easier for women. Right? In the sense of if you're a woman and you're single, if you just put yourself out there, then you'll find a guy. You'll find a guy. Whereas if you're a guy and you're single and you're not very good at getting women... And then like you start getting into this like feedback loop of I can't get women, I'm not good at talking to women, then that becomes a massive uphill struggle. So um yeah man. She she'll be fine. She's 24 as well, like relax, man. If she's 44, 54, and she's had no relationships, then yeah, fine. Mad cat lady alert. But 24. Chill out. Chill out. Anyway, that's the end of the pod. Um, any TV recommendations I've got? Yes. Save Me and Season 2, Save Me 2. Watch that. It's on Sky. Um, Lenny James um, is the guy who writes it and, and is the lead in it. It's flipping excellent. I like it. Highly recommend it. Watch that. And that's it. A Miracle in Cell 7. I didn't watch it. I knew it was good. Foreign film, all in Turkish, with English subtitles. But it's just one of the saddest films I've ever seen. And I chose not to watch it. Because I thought I'd probably just cry. It just looked misery upon misery. But if you like that kind of thing, um, go watch that as well. It's really good. But it's just miserable. Okay, that's the end of the pods. That's me done. I'm hot. I'm melting. I need to get out of here. Go for a walk. And then that's it. All right. Peace.